0: Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your home this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until 30th June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just a pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, so welcome back to Wild and Basic. So today we have a very interesting episode, uh, because in this episode we are talking about some of the basic but very common, uh, myths about being an entrepreneur or launching your own business or having your own business or managing a business. I think there's, um, a lot to, uh, unpack here. Uh, like usual, uh it's not gonna be something that mostly i uh discovered from, obviously some of it I know and kind of experience, but not all of it as I am still learning myself as well uh but I think there are so many things uh in this world, especially in entrepreneur world, that like uh I have discovered through many places and sources and also people that I know and the people that I follow businesses from and everything and I think there are so many that like people um, don't see it in the beginning. I feel like you only know about it once you're in the field and once you're playing a game. I feel like it's almost like this. Like I think someone told me this before. I think it was in my business class or something. Um, my teacher was saying that you can be a person who's a really, really big fan of football. And you watch football all the time. You know all the stuff that people do, the tricks and everything. But once you are in the field... Although you know everything about it, if you have never played before, you're not going to know what to do. Like you never played before. So this is essentially the same thing. I'm just saying like you can like obviously learn so much about um, this kind of stuff like the how to launch a business, how to start your business, how to be an entrepreneur, stuff like that. But I feel like you don't really experience it or you don't understand it until you are actually in the game and playing the Playing in this field, so it's like very, very similar concept. uh I remember when she was saying that, I was like, "Oh, wow, that that makes so much, so much sense." Because I remember even the times that, like, I, you know, like, I didn't get my license, like driver's license, so early. So I was always in cars and driving and everything. But I remember when I even started driving, while well, like practicing and everything, I was like, "It it wasn't the same as like." the simulation and card games I was doing. I mean, maybe I was like naturally decent at it, but I wouldn't say like that helped me at all. It was definitely practice. And it's essentially the same thing in here we're going to be talking about. Yeah. But before that, let me talk a little bit about uh, a little update. Uh, So over the past weekend, uh, the long weekend, um, me and my girlfriend, we actually went to uh, Arizona. So it was really fun. It was uh, really relaxing, I would say. I didn't expect a lot of it, because, you know, I, you know, Arizona is not kind of place that, like, are like, oh my god, so cool, or, like, so fun, but it truly was really fun, the specific went to Scottsdale, actually, there's this resort in there called Onda Scottsdale, it is really, really, uh, nice, and, like, middle of the desert, um, architecture, like, mid-century vibe, it's really, really cool, there's, like, three pool, and, like, there's a uh, service there and like the rooms and like everything's like bungalow style. It's not like on top of each other. Like a regular hotel where there's a hallway and everything. It's not like that. You have like kind of your own separate bungalow. It's like very private. You have your own back patio, private patio. Like you can tan and everything. It is really um relaxing. I would 100% recommend it. Uh, I definitely have a video coming up so if you want to check it out. Later, uh, it will be on my blog channel, uh, so you can see the full room tour of the stay. Uh, it's definitely not sponsored, but I just had such a great stay. Right now, I'm actually like really, really <laughs> struggling to like put the words together because like I'm so tired. I, like I had a red, red eye, uh, like we came last night. Well, we technically left last night, but because of the time difference and everything, we, um, you know, landed this morning. So it was, so tiring. Like the flight was so like it wasn't long, I have to say. Flight was not bad at all. But like the seats... I think this was such an old plane. Like comparing to our first flight when we we're going to Phoenix from Europe, the plane was actually fine, but this plane was so old, like the seats were creepy and everything. Um <laughs> not recommend. United didn't give better experience. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it wasn't great, uh, but I think on top of that, I guess it's Red Eye and everything, so it really, like, fucks up your schedule. I feel like I had one coffee, like, the Cold Brew, not Cold Brew, actually, Ice Coffee, Ice Americana from Starbucks, and I feel like i definitely do for another one, because I might pass out at any moment. Um, another thing, I know I'm pretty sure people are going to comment on this, or they're going to send it to me, but I do want to mention, because this is actually one of the big reasons I'm recording today. Because generally, you know, people are like, you know, you should only do this like when you're, you know, feeling better. Or, like you have a lot to, you know, say here, and everything. I do have a lot to say. But I think this podcast is all about, you know, real stuff and vulnerability. All, all about being, um, you know, true to yourself and you know very open about it. And this is why I'm gonna do it on today versus like maybe two, three days after, where I would be feeling so much better and I might not even mention this. But I do want to mention because I think this is still also part of you know the whole experience. You know, like there is this word saying is that like you know there are times that you don't feel motivated to work or you feel lazy or times that you don't feel motivated to go to gym, but you still have to do it anyways. You have to push yourself and do it. It's kind of like one of those days. I um I definitely feel motivated, but it's just more like I just physically feel so tired. But this is such a cool topic that I uh, came across actually in a bunch of magazines, uh, entrepreneur.com and also like Inc. And I think this is some interesting topic that I want to talk about today. So let's get into today's episode. So, actually, number one thing a lot of people say, and this is something I keep hearing and over and over the myth about launching a business or being an entrepreneur is that, like, generally people say, like, you would Probably make something or create something that you're passionate about and you're like kind of like so obsessed with and like It's gonna be uh, amazing You're gonna be making a ton of money from it and stuff like that You kind of don't have the real expectation on how it's going to go and this is kind of like I feel like very self-explanatory uh, And again, I don't want to sound like harsh in any way possible, but uh, definitely this journey is quite hard doesn't matter if you are um and if you have such a great business idea or you have like very tight like niche based business idea it really um, depends on how you are funding your business and how you're building your business and how you're approaching your business I, I think every business doesn't matter if you're from the start or not it goes through so many multiple phases that uh, I think you don't really realize that like Kind of has to go through to grow or or not grow because 90% of the businesses actually fail. So it's very common that like they don't work out. There's actually an example I'm going to give. Obviously, I am not into drama or anything like that. I am seeing this from a completely uh, business perspective. If you guys have, uh, on social media, probably seen uh, like Kyla Cosmetics, you know, the Cosmetics company that's owned by Kylo Jenner And also uh, KKW, Kim Kardashian West Beauty yeah. uh, Owned by Kim Kardashian obviously uh, Are actually kind of like Shutting down Or like relaunching um, So Kylo Cosmetics is actually relaunching For sure uh, But KKW I literally just saw It on her story today They're, like, They're actually shutting down the company And they will be starting under a new label And everything so obviously some might think that like oh because Kim Kardashian you know um, she is getting the purse, that's why she's dropping the West but that's actually not the case so <laughs> I'm connecting to this topic because they are essentially so Kylie actually sold 20 not 40% of her shares to Koti Coty, uh, Coty Inc I think it's a multi-million dollar company that's like a beauty company actually Kim Kardashian West also sold 20% of her stakes at uh, that same company. So it turns out, uh, because before they were uh, manufacturing their, um, you know, products, um, in a LA, uh, business company called Seed Beauty and Seed Beauty essentially, I think it's know the formulation and stuff like that. And I don't know exactly details because it wasn't open and like not public information. But essentially, see uh seeing both of them uh, for uh, that like insider information they know about the formulation of the products because they also make the formulation of ColourPop and I'm not sure if they use the exact same formula or anything like that it might not be the same but pretty similar. Uh, but they're all made in the same lab, so it's obviously you know a lot to they definitely know one or two. And Coty doesn't like that, so they definitely own the company, well, some of it. So they do, uh, you know, have to have things to say. So they're going to change things. So Kylie Cosmetics is launching these new products, and like, well, it's the same product, I guess, but like it's more like vegan, new format, new like, foundation, stuff like that. I don't really know much makeup, like but I'm just saying. My like KKW is a completely, um, I think, uh, closing. I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, they haven't really mentioned it, but I'm just saying, like, see, like, this business is, like, booming, like, it had its own high peak. Everyone was always talking about Kylie Cosmetics, the at least, I don't know much about KKW, but, like, I'm assuming it should be also popular, too, because I'm more, like, Kim Kardashian is not necessarily my demographic. Mine is more Kylie Jenner, so I would say Kylie was definitely always popping, so her lip, lip kits were always, like, I don't know, like, bomb. I mean, I'm sure it's done, like amazing, but I remember my sister was always buying it. So <laughs> what I'm just saying is like, it's definitely been popping, but you guys see the businesses really go down the hill and like really struggle sometimes. It can be any business. So don't ever think that, you know, if you, I don't know, make million dollar or like make really good this money this time around and the next drop that you're going to make is going to be great because it's, it's very hard to tell. You can know your audience, but there are also times that like things can change or demographic change or like people's, um I don't know, like people's aesthetics change, life change, especially the pandemic. Like, you know, all these kind of things, it really changes and affects people's behaviors, especially online behavior. And that's very hard uh to, you know, kind of determine or kind of predict and like how it's going to go. And it can definitely affect the sales and everything like that. Uh, second thing I want to uh, mention, and this is something another myth that people are thinking about, they think that like they can um, you know just create something like for someone else and make a brand around it. I have definitely seen people are doing that, but again, I am not hundred percent sure how they would be necessarily making it uh, so accessible or so relatable that people might want to buy. It might be uh, short term financial game, like I feel like there are times that like some celebrities you would see they kind of slap their name on the product and they get money from it obviously because they're a celebrity they have a following but um if they're not really passionate about it, you can see that like that product or something whatever collaboration they did is not going to be doing it every year or every uh, uh I don't know every other few months or every like two two one or two whatever um, every quarter, it's not going to happen, because that requires that like, you have to be passionate about first, but also you have to know what you're doing. Like, perfect example, I'm going to say is, like, Emma Chamberlain. Like, I absolutely love her, and she created her uh, company, Chamberlain Coffee. Obviously, like, I feel like many, like, it relates so much with her because, like, she drinks a lot of coffee, but, I mean, everyone drinks coffee, I guess, but, like, it's, like, she it was always in videos, and she was always in testing and everything like that, I feel like. So natural, and she really rebranded this company and made it so um like cool. I feel like it's so relatable. It's so cute. It's so fun. It's so her. Like I can definitely look at the website and everything. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's totally Ms. company. And like like PR packaging and everything. It's like I feel like entire website and experience it's definitely cool and like I can definitely be like okay she's so passionate about this that's why actually there are three things uh, that most people most founders I guess they um, kind of take into account before uh, they launch their business number one thing is that they generally find something that they want themselves like this is something I always say and this is I can't believe myself too so like I think you have to be essentially like your own, um, customer, like, uh, your ideal customer. Otherwise, you're not going to know what your ideal customer wants because yeah, you could be doing surveys. You could be asking people questions and be like, what would you want? Or maybe they are the potential customer, but that's going to be so hard and you won't know exactly the details. But I feel like if you are the customer, you're going to know a lot. Like you can go into the back episode. There's, um, Courtney Plaghorn. she founded the Sugar and Bronze as her boyfriend, but her boyfriend was not the, you know, the customer. She was the customer and she knew exactly what to do and what was there to make it. So I'm just saying, like, if, if she wasn't struggling with getting tan and everything like that and like expensive tan, that doesn't break the bank, you know, but she made it affordable. So I'm just saying she, uh, she was the customer and she did it. So I'm just saying, like, you definitely have to be The customer yourself and something that you really want. And second, you can obviously build it yourself. Uh, this is something important too. And other ones is that like you have to make sure that like there are somewhat businesses out there. They have done similar stuff. Obviously, if you are, I guess there's a word for it. I totally forgot, but in our business class, they were saying like there's essentially two kinds of business market. One is like red I I think that's what they say. I don't know, it's blue C. So blue is essentially the one that like, um, you know, there's not much uh, out there. It's like you you might be one of the ones. But red one is like such a saturated market. You're, You're just getting in there. So obviously you can be in either one of them. But what I'm trying to say is like you kind of have to find the similarities in other companies that they have done and just try to see what they are doing. One thing I have learned, one thing I keep learning from everywhere, too, is that like... Because nowadays, we are in this era that like, you know, it is... We almost have everything. Yeah, obviously, there are things that we could fix and we can make. But obviously, it's also difficult because we have too much compared to the times like in 1950 or something like that. So that's why you don't kind of have to reinvent things. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. But you kind of have to put a twist on a product or twist on an experience... That can make things uh different than your competitors so these are the things okay so there's two more things i don't want to make this episode too long but i do want to give these points because i think they are so important this is something i have mentioned a couple of times but also i have talked in an episode entirely with erin myers talking about overnight success so if you definitely want to hear more about overnight success you can listen to that episode but in this episode again i want to mention it because it's so important Again, there is no such thing as overnight success because there's very, very few exceptions. Many of the overnight success stories actually are the ones that you hear like from actual years, like results of like years and years of hard work. Even this is something I like just saw it on YouTube because I was just for fun of it going through. This past weekend, me and my boyfriend, we were just like listening to a lot of songs when we we're driving. And we listening to a bunch of songs from Tocha Cat. So, you know, now she's really popping and she was popping from TikTok before. But she has been like no one knew this, I guess. I didn't even notice it before. Like I found her through TikTok with Say So. Then, you know, she did remixes and everything. But she has been singing for like seven years, seven, eight years. Like I had no idea because when I looked at her YouTube channel, and again, this might be even longer. Maybe she even started 10 years ago, but according to her YouTube, she like her oldest video was like eight years old. So I'm just saying it's like definitely she has been putting the work a lot, but through TikTok and like some collaborations, she got rediscovered and now she's so mainstream and everyone is talking about her. So again, this shows that like there's no overnight success. She has been working her butt off and now she's at the top. So because I think because we live in the age of this instant gratification and it can it can come as like a unpleasant shock that when like, things don't happen as like Like instant moment as that like snap of your finger. You're like, why is this not going viral? Why is my video not going there? Why I'm not getting any sales right now. So it just, you know, because we are getting so exposed to so many things. We are seeing so many ads. I feel like you really have to find your focus in different things and find your marketing in different ways. I think in many cases, overnight successes are just the fads that like essentially fade away as quickly as they arrive, which is so true. And that's why I think Consistent Progress wins the day. Uh, again, if you do want to hear more about this, I definitely talk a lot more about it. with Air Myers, but this actually is one of the myths that I want to mention. Last thing I want to mention is that, like, I, again, I mentioned this before, that, like, you can also accept that, like, there's downsides to the business, you know, like, if the, the business doesn't work out well or, like, it's not doing well, but also you have to understand like, that uh, you can also close the business or fail the business completely, and that is totally okay because it's very inevitable. There are actually so many businesses that kind of like worked really, really well in the beginning, but it kind of failed because I think that's why sometimes successful entrepreneurs understand that failure is very inevitable. I think no matter how well our plans can be and how hard we work the fact is sometimes things don't go on our way like as we expect them to because there's so many things that involved and in the business that we cannot control like if it's a physical product, there's a supply chain, issue, there's shortage, there's so many things and that's why it's important to adapt to changes so that you can have a winning product or idea so you can keep going so this is one example i do want to mention and this is very recent so some people might think instagram is failing and instagram is dying in no way obviously i think it's definitely transforming itself like let's be honest and i think this is something also i heard so much in my business class and that's what i'm going to conclude with actually that like people were always saying you always have to know your uh, like customer you have to know your ideal Uh, client like who is this person for like who? what is this product for who is this for so obviously those are so important but what happens is like the product that you started with let's just say in 2017 2016 is for that person but because we live in this era that as i was mentioning is like things change so quickly Things go from left to right, people change their opinion, people change their behavior so quick because they are exposed to many other things. And that's why you kind of have to change your business and adapt it and sometimes almost reinvent it On even maybe sometimes change the name. Sometimes uh, businesses don't change the name because, you know, this is already known and brand awareness is so important that, like, you know, you don't want to do that again because it takes so much money to Build that brand awareness again, unless you have, you're like Kim Kardashian, uh, or like you know, really big celebrity. But again, that still takes so much time. Sometimes you keep the name, but you change the entire business model, and it's essentially like a new business. So this can, in some ways, can consider like failure, but at the same time, it's not because businesses always has to evolve and change into something else. Like think about it, Tesla essentially actually was bought. Like, Elon Musk bought that company, Tesla. He didn't start the company. And initially, it was just an energy company. It was never motors. It was never electric. Like, it was, it had nothing to do with cars. Then he, he understood that, like, this was not necessarily working in the beginning. He made it into cars. Like, he started, like, with the Model S. Then, I think other products kind of kicked off from that now they're selling the solar panels and everything but imagine if they just started with solar panels i'm not sure if it would have kicked off or anything like that so that's why i have very perfect example of this one and i'm going to conclude it with this one is the instagram recently uh, i think instagram ceo like the new ceo it's not the ones that they founded instagram uh announced that like Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app. It's going to prioritize more on creators, video, shopping and stuff like that. So it's not gonna be essentially a photo sharing app. Um yes it is kind of unfortunate to hear that like that's the way it's going because they initially started as a photo sharing app. It's mainly made for you know selfies. But at the same time I kind of understand where they're going from because you have to stay relevant you can't just become MySpace. Like when you think about it, like MySpace, like I, I never used it, but, um, from everyone I heard, like even when I was listening to this podcast, this Jeffree Star, he was saying like they tried to reinvent it and fix it, but they were too late. So again, this is a similar thing or Kodak, like it was such a good company, but they didn't take the time fast enough. So I actually see the point that Instagram is making because they are turning into this business, uh, thing. I think it's more like becoming a LinkedIn version of like, because that's where people book you on from. They see your Instagram first. Um, but they are trying to see that like there's a big potential to make something else that they can make more money from it, but also while still stay relevant. Because if they can, if they just only do photo, they might not stay relevant. Yeah. People are, um, or customers sometimes they're like, Oh yeah, I want it only to be a photo app or whatever. But sometimes like, like from the very example that I heard from one of my classes that like, Sometimes customers never know what they want until they see the product. Like, did we know that we don't, we don't need a, like, iPhone, like, the headphone jack in our iPhone? No, we didn't know. We were always all complaining, but nowadays it all seems like it's a regular thing. Or before, before even the cars were made, like, Ford made the car and everyone was like, well, we should, we were expecting, like, faster horses, but he made the car. So I'm just saying, you know, sometimes customers don't know what they want. And you have to kind of give it to them. Then they will digest it and understand it. So I kind of see what Instagram is going to do and kind of stay relevant to them. And I think it makes so much sense. Obviously, it's very frustrating that things are always changing. But as a business, you always have to change and adapt new things. So you can uh, acquire new customers. Also keep your current ones as well. But also really, really uh, grow your business. And that's the entire point of business at the end of the day. So these are just some of my thoughts and uh, explanation of what's going on in the business world and some of the myths that you should know. I hope you guys like this episode. If you do, please don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys.